0: Welcome to Inspirational Australians, where we share stories of Australians making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. We at Inspirational Australians acknowledge the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waterways on which this podcast is produced. We pay our respect to Elders past and present and those who are emerging and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. At Inspirational Australians, we are inspired by the world's oldest living culture and pay homage to their rich storytelling history when we share stories on our podcast.
1: My guest today is an extraordinary speaker, coach, and he is the founder of LinkMate, for a significant contribution to mental health advocacy, David Titella was awarded the National Protective Services Safety and Wellbeing in the Workplace category in the 2023 Seven Years Young Achiever Awards. David, it's so wonderful to have you on the podcast today. How are you going?
2: I'm grateful, firstly, to be on this podcast um, and, and join the ranks of uh, other amazing uh, award winners and, and finalists, um, and and energized. Uh, I always see you um, speaking on stage at these awards, Jeff, um, and you have such a warm and inviting energy. So um, I'm, I'm, it's rubbing off on me. So thank you for for making this a reality.
1: Oh, thanks so much, David. It's very kind. Certainly love what I do, I know you love what you do to make a difference. There can be no more rewarding outcome in life. So thank you for all you do as well. It's just such a privilege to be able to acknowledge people like yourself who are amazing, who really inspire to, for all of us to continue in our life to do whatever it is we can do to make a difference. And, David, you've achieved so much for so many. Congratulations for that. What led you down the path
2: of founding Linkmate and all the work you do. Yeah, firstly, Jeff, thank you for, for sharing those kind of words. Uh, that means a lot. Um from you and, and from the whole awards uh Australia community. Um so the seed for Linkmate was really planted after I experienced my first battle with mental health. Uh, After finishing year 12, uh, my parents broke the news to me that they were getting a divorce, which shook me. Uh, It devastated me. I really didn't feel as though I had the right supports in place at that time to process it effectively. Uh, I'd moved in to college. I was living on campus studying biomedicine at uni, and I just felt so... um, afraid of of social connection i was incredibly anxious um spent the better part of two years holed up in my room um trying to come to terms with what had happened and just grieving and mourning um, that loss i think it meant oh i had a, a particularly profound impact on me because i'm an only child Um, I didn't have um, siblings to turn to for solidarity. And what, I guess, compounded those feelings of anxiety and and stress um, was not getting the results I had hoped for at uni. Um, So I was intending to finish biomedicine and study medicine. Um, And upon reflection now, I don't really know if I truly wanted that. Uh, I think for a lot of our parents, um, I think for a lot of listeners out there that who might be able to relate to this, you know, your parents may or may not have guided you down a specific path when it came to your career and I felt like I had very high expectations and standards set for me by my parents to become a doctor. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one. (laughs) and that put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, and when I didn't get in and I failed my, uh, my, my interview to get into medicine, that just, um, yeah, I mean, broke me. I felt like a complete and utter failure. I felt like that failure defined me. Like my entire self-worth was wrapped up in um, achieving these uh, study goals and marks and career targets, which now I look back on and, you know, think that's, you know, just part of learning and (laughs) learning to find self-worth in other ways.
1: You probably also had already felt like you failed uh, in terms of your parents' breakup and probably had the thoughts of, what did I do? What did I do wrong that, you know, precipitated this or contributed to that? You're probably already having those negative thoughts about uh, your own ability and
2: achievements. Such a good point, Jeff, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's, it's so easy to fall into that trap of self-doubt and, and spiralling and wondering, you know, where did I go wrong? Um, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult, and not many people know this, but, you know, my parents uh, wanted or there was a discussion of getting a divorce when I was around age three, but my parents decided to stay together for 15 years until I finished school to you know, potentially protect um, my mental health in some ways and, and so it may not interfere with my studies or something like that. So, I mean, one can only imagine and appreciate the potential tension um, that may have brewed over a decade and a half, um, you know, trying to, to keep it all together for the sake of, of the child. So in any case, it was yeah, a very, very depressing time for me i didn't really know where to start i felt lost directionless in my career um i picked up a few uh jobs but never really found my feet in um the workforce i worked in um predominantly sales in fitness pharmaceuticals healthcare and all throughout i i i was subjected to a lot of what some might call toxic workplace cultures where i just didn't feel comfortable, I felt uh, abused, discriminated against. And whilst I was processing all of this and, you know, still struggling to find my feet in a career that I felt was right for me, my dad attempted suicide and um, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until I opened up to him about all the challenges I was facing. And that was a really hard thing for me to do uh, because I perceived my dad to be quite a um, stoic uh, role model growing up. You know, he would keep his emotions quite close to his chest, um, perhaps for fear that it might be seen as a weakness. So I grew up with that mentality, right? And I grew up with the narrative that if – you're going through a tough time, put up, shut up, and move on. Um, Those words, like, they still bring an echo in my ears. But I know that that's not a healthy uh, coping mechanism. Um, But I didn't really know what to expect when I opened up to Dad. I thought he would just tell me to put up, shut up, and get on with it. But I didn't really know who else to turn to. I had a few friends, um, but I still felt uncomfortable sharing, everything regarding the divorce, the um, the academic failures, the career failures. And something really special happened when I shared all this with dad. You know, instead of um, telling me to move on, he actually he listened, he validated what I was going through. And then almost as if he now felt he had permission and like he felt comfortable to do so as well. The floodgates were open and he poured his heart out to me for the very first time. He told me about all of the um, trauma he faced uh, migrating to Australia from Romania, the discrimination he faced, the journey through refugee camps, sleeping on park benches, the divorce and the emotional turmoil that he went through. And the you know the attempt to end his life and it sounds confronting and it was it was incredibly confronting um but i'm really grateful for it because it actually brought us a lot closer together um you know we both knew what it was like to feel a sense of despair um to lose hope and that's really powerful. Um, and that was the seed for Linkmate, because I realised in that moment that we both navigated uh, the mental health care system with challenges. We've, we found it difficult to connect meaningfully with a psychologist, with a counsellor. Um, you know, I'm grateful now that I have a psychologist who I feel comfortable opening up to and who asks me, you know, really thought-provoking questions and empowers me. But it was really difficult. and for those listening, you may be on this journey right now, um, and you might be you know perhaps you or someone you know is trying to access support. And between costs, waiting lists, distance, there's so many barriers that people run up against. And what I learned is that it's yes, it's so tough. but I see it as a game of trial and error in in some ways because it does take time to find who you truly resonate with. But this whole interaction with dad showed to me that when we can actually find someone who shares those same feelings as us it creates a space of trust solidarity and for both of us it was living proof that we felt more comfortable opening up to another potentially even saving our lives in the process as well so that spawned the idea for linkmate which was really to bring to together people in a in a space uh virtually um since we're all tech savvy humans these days um some more than others yeah yeah, that's right um but you know for luddites out there as well um, this is an approach that works even better um in in person and for everyone really this whole notion of peer support, which is what Dad and I didn't know we were doing at the time, but it it was uh, the the practice itself and approach, which is evidence-based it has a lot of support behind it and really hinges on people um, sharing their own lived experiences of mental health challenges in a purposeful way, um, listening, holding space for the other person, displaying empathy, um, sharing their own lessons learned and and framing it in a way that that builds um hope i guess for the future
1: well it doesn't get more important than that when did you start so when did all this come about when did link mate um come to be
2: um this was towards the end of 2019 um so COVID actually was uh uh a blessing in some ways (laughs) a curse in other ways but certainly a blessing in the sense that it um gave me the time to reflect on was it worth spending all my time in a job that didn't fill me with um you know that, that i wasn't enjoying that didn't fulfill me ultimately um and as all of this happened and the idea came to me uh, and I enjoyed working on it. It, it just naturally um, gave more way to, to making it a, a reality, I suppose, and using the time in COVID to, to chip away at it.
1: I don't want to move on without saying that that discussion between you and your dad was clearly critical to both of you. And empowering and uh, i want to stress the importance as you have of just talking to someone finding someone and you never i mean it could be the person you least expect that will be the most willing to listen so yeah it's just so important for everybody we all have stresses that we may not even realize that are building and just to chat one of the things that I love most in life is my Saturday morning tennis and which precipitates a coffee catch-up with the teammates. We just chat and that, to me, is so powerful and important. So take time just to share. Share yourself, share your journey, share what's going on in your week uh, and uh, it's an opportunity for others then to also Talk about what's concerning troubling good as well. Talk about the good things because they are really important. And that we don't just focus on the things that are wrong, but to get that off your chest and have that chat is really key. And for you, that was empowering, has led you to link mate. So, and there there are plenty of people out there probably think who are really keen to know how that journey started and what was the key behind the success of that happening. So what were the key aims and purposes of Link Mate and how did you strategize that? You talked about, you know, getting it right. So how, how did that all come to be and what steps did you take to ensure that was going to happen?
2: Yeah. Um look, firstly before I answer that Jeff, I just want to acknowledge what you said before. Um firstly I love the fact that you carve out time with with mates to 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 play tennis have a coffee and then to have those conversations um i think that's just such a wonderful way to uh you know promote healthy conversation i think in some ways a lot of people prefer um doing an activity uh whether it's going for a walk or kicking the footy or you know whatever it might be uh having a coffee and that um it brings people together. It's sort of like a ritual or an activity that um, yeah, naturally brings people together, and you know, conversations can 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 spark, and and meaningful conversations can spark. So, I just want to thank you for bringing that up because it is such an important um, reminder to to yeah to to use those opportunities as as ways to um, connect deeply. Uh, do you find that by having those hits? Of the you know tennis ball and having a coffee it is easier to to then go deeper with your with your friends and find out more about you know i guess some of the emotions that they're experiencing yeah 100 you know we talk about the highs and
1: lows of our um uh, i guess in a group it can be a little bit more difficult to be personal but certainly as we grow to know each other it does become easier to share. Uh, issues and problems, um, generally more on a work base, I guess, uh, but uh, because we all know each other's families quite so well. But I think, you know, in that regard, if you sense that there is an issue, that's when it's really important to talk to that individual on a more personal basis. I wasn't, I'm not sure if everything's okay, you mentioned this, and I you know, it may have been nothing, but I've just, you know want you to know i'm here for you when you need if you need and uh, that can be in any situation work in your personal life if you see my uh, my team often yeah, tongue-in-cheek i think i think sometimes uh rib, rib me and say you're so embarrassing because you talk to everybody and i do whether i smile at everybody some people may think you know that's a bit weird but you know i really don't care because I've had people to turn around and said, you've just made my day. Just that smile was really important to me right at this minute. Uh, I talked to people in the elevator. I, I asked them how they're doing or, you know, or what are you doing in Hobart or Sydney? What are you doing? Are you on holidays? You're working. Hope you have a great day. Hope it's a success, whatever it is you're going to be doing. Uh, at a restaurant, well, it doesn't matter where. I At uh, traffic lights. I might chat to people. How's your day going? You know, what are you up to? Um, and people say, "Oh, people are gonna think you're weird." And I say, "Well, you know what? If they do, that's up. That's on them. But if I make someone's day at the same
2: time, then that's a real bonus." You're a gem of a human, Jeff. We need we need more people like you. I think that's that's you know really such a wonderful thing to do. And and because you never really know what someone is, is going through. And you know, that, that chance encounter, that smile, that compliment, that check in and asking how their day is going, that that really can just turn their entire mood around and, you know, potentially life around as well, if they're um if they're really struggling. So um thank you for sharing that. That's you know, I think you're role modelling some just amazing, um, wonderful behaviours. Well you
1: can only try and and I think the key, David, is not to Not to think you need to be perfect to be outgoing or to share or just to you know whatever it is with people to engage because no one is. As soon as you start worrying about trying to be perfect, you're going to be worrying forever because we're never going to get there. And people just need to accept you for who you are. If you you know one of if a comment is uh, is not spot on or people take it wrongly, then of course you just need to them through what you meant but it's so important just to be there for people and engage and uh, you never know when someone may need you in a moment so yeah thank you mm. absolutely agreed so with with your uh, with link mate how did you i guess strategize that so that it was going to be impactful and appropriate and you know uh, be helpful to people
2: Great question. Um, I had no experience prior to launching any any venture or or business or project or sort of impact um, project. So I immediately uh, asked myself the question where can I get help? Um, And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from my journey uh, and certainly hinges on the entire linkmate model (laughs) is always always ask for help so there are a number of things i did one i reached out to every uh role model every amazing successful driven um change maker founder entrepreneur uh leader in the field, uh, in the field of entrepreneurship, in the field of mental health that I could find. Um, and I asked for their help, uh, whether it was a cold, um, I mean, most of them were just cold uh, messages on LinkedIn. Um, I'm working with a number of uh, coaching clients at the moment as well who have benefited from this because not, not, I don't see too many people doing that and it can be really valuable when you position um what you're doing, uh, and coming from a place of admiration for the other person, um, for what they've achieved and accomplished, and then just asking for their help. Um, you know, if someone comes to you for help, you know, how, how does that feel? Right, you feel needed. You feel, um, uh, you know, you, you feel like you're valuable, um, and and it's it's really, it's really helped me a lot. So I got to speak to some really um, amazing uh, inspiring people and a part of that led me to asking for more help through different uh, competitions incubators accelerators uh, which really taught the fundamentals of building a business from the ground up because i didn't know that right like i could watch (laughs) motivational video after motivational video on youtube (laughs) but and i did (laughs) But, um, you know, it wasn't really helping me move the needle forward um, uh, on on LinkMate. So um, I first applied to um, an innovation competition that the National Society of High School Scholars was running. So that's an organisation in the States founded by the Nobel Prize family. Um, And they uh invited me to be a part of the community after i expressed interest in studying abroad in the in in the states whilst i decided not to do that in the end they still extended an invite to this innovation competition and this is around the same time when uh you know linkmate uh, was starting to take shape and i applied and we won We won ten thousand US dollars, uh, which was incredible. (laughs) I um I was just in awe uh, and incredibly tired. I was sort of pitching at like two AM our time, um, and the only Aussie out of a sea of you know American students. Um, But you know it just taught me that. We, you know, we might have something here. You know, people believe in in the mission, and they can see the value in this in this approach, in this in this you uh, know philosophy, in our product. And that seed money was just exactly what you know what we really benefited from to start um, spreading the word, to 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 build out a team, and to um, continue doing that. Like I still didn't have all the answers, but I applied to other incubators like um so Melbourne Accelerator Program run a pre accelerator. Um again, you know, if you're in this journey now and you're listening and you know you want to start a business but you're not sure where to begin, I highly encourage you to to reach out to um you know to, to people on LinkedIn like I did, to coaches, to mentors, and to incubators, accelerators. These are you know wonderful um Initiatives designed to support uh, early stage founders. And um, the Velocity program was such a memorable experience for me. This was still during COVID. um, So we were, for the most part, doing it virtually. But I got to meet uh, other people like myself who had an idea and they wanted to make it real and they wanted to bring it to market. Um, When you bring together a community of like-minded people you know, really driven people like that, it, it's, it just builds so much accountability and and um, inspiration and motivation and discipline. And I learned so much from the others. I learned so much from the, the mentors and the the leaders that ran uh, different sessions for us on business models and, uh, you know, customer discovery, product market fit and, and all the rest. And so that really uh, not only helped me get, um uh you know learn the fundamentals of, of of building this out and making it a commercial reality but also um managing to to pitch and and win um more funds to to grow it um so that's 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 uh you know what i would say are just yeah the most helpful helpful things that i did to to just start and, and gain some early momentum and, and i would boil it down to to asking for help <laughs> more than anything else
1: well i think that's great advice for listeners who are looking to go on a journey of support and making a difference in whatever field whether it be mental health or any area of uh, community support great or even a business as you say great great ideas uh, and great um uh, great help! Uh, great help. So that's uh, the beginning of the journey for LinkMate. How many people do you feel that you impacted and have impacted over the journey uh, with their mental health? Um,
2: thousands. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, thousands. Um, yeah, and you know that. What I what I would want to add as well, you know the. The thing is about like when when starting off, especially if um you're you feel like you're lacking in a specific skill set, you know whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, um, software development, whatever it might be, um, go out and find uh, people that can complement that um, skill set uh, or that you know fill fill that gap in, in your in your um. Fill that gap where you, where you might be lacking. So I think for, for me, initially, I, I thought, you know, I have to try and do it all myself. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that mentality. So I wanted to share this um, because it, it's it's an important reminder that, uh, what you know, what I've learned is when I played to my strengths and I found others who um, – Address my weaknesses and, and let them play to their strengths. You know, we we gained a lot of momentum, um, and and for me that was Warren. Uh, I'm really grateful for him. He um, and I worked at the same company uh, in the early stages of Linkmate, um, and he is a software developer by trade. So when I you know ideated um, an app. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have, to have met him and, and helped um, you know, to, to work with him and, and leverage his skill set and talents to make it a reality because uh, I wouldn't touch codes with a 10-foot pole and I still probably wouldn't. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to share that because it, it can be tempting to try and um, be the hero, right, and, 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 and do it all on your own. Um, but I, I learned that there's there's power in in asking for help.
1: I think sometimes we're afraid to ask of help, for help, not only because maybe we feel that we're not good enough or people will see weakness, but also we're afraid to ask for help because we don't want to burden people. We don't want to put our own problems onto people. But and I think you touched on it, uh, David, there are people who... Waiting and wanting to help because it empowers them, gives them joy uh, in knowing that they're contributing to something or someone, so or both. Now, you um link linkmate is really quite stretched across the globe, hasn't it? What are some of the how far-reaching is linkmate? Link linkmate, and what are some of the achievements or the reaches that you've been able to? Uh, obtain that you're most proud of?
2: Yeah, wonderful question. And, and, you know, firstly, again, I I think, you know, you brought up something really uh, important, Jeff, around that that feeling of of burdening others. And I I can relate to that because I used to do, I used to feel um, like sharing my feelings with others would be a burden. Um, And frankly, um if, if someone feels uh, burdened by, if someone felt burdened by um, my feelings, then I would give them their space um, and I would try again with someone else. Um, ultimately, you know, we can't always be expected to, to hold space for others. We all have our own challenges. But more often than not, I, I do believe that there is you know, good in, in, in each of us and that we do want to be of service in some way, shape or form. Um, so no one ever <laughs> has said to me, you're a burden to me. I can't, um, uh, you know, I can't talk to you. Uh, I think we often, you know, suffer more in, in, in our imagination um, than in reality. Uh, that's that that's not uh, my quote <laughs> but it is a, a great quote by by someone um and yeah in in response to your question Jeff um what are one of the things I'm most proud of is the research that we were able to generate and and put together that supported linkmates approach so uh, you know one of my dearest friends Freya um, works as a, uh, as a as a, a, a tutor um, a lecturer at RMIT and she is um, another gem of a human passionate about mental health and, and teaches uh, that to to, to students um, and the various intersections uh, around gender as well and when I came to her with the idea she said you know we, we've got to do some research around it as, as any um uh you know passionate academic would <laughs> will likely say um and I, I was so grateful for that because when we did you know we we, we got together um uh a, a sort of a, a pool of, of students some were trained to to provide peer support and others access the app for support and we found that uh those participants in the study felt um, closer to others, um, more confident tackling, the, tackling their problems and uh, more optimistic about the future as well uh, after using the app. And that, that is something I'm particularly proud of because it, um, it, it just demonstrated the impact that, that we can have um, and solidified it, I guess, through, through research. Um, beyond and, you know, above and beyond that, just being able to uh, ex- expand it to universities. So we worked with, um, uh, you know, we've worked with QUT Guild, so supporting students at the Queensland University of Technology, because I know what it's like to, um, to, to struggle at uni. Uh, in fact, that was when I experienced the heaviest and darkest of struggles. So that that so targeting and supporting and serving this particular segment um, was really important to to me and to to our team. Um, so being able to do that is, is something I'm, I'm certainly proud of. Working with with corporates as well and running emotional resilience workshops. And I remember one specific um, one specific workshop that we ran. Uh, on how to support colleagues in the workplace at the end of the workshop one of the senior partners at the firm uh, stood up and bravely shared his own struggles with mental health and how it impacted him and his family and his work in front of a sea of um you know superiors and and peers and direct reports. in front of the entire team, in the workplace. I've never seen that ever yeah. in my life. Yeah. And The fact that we were able to do that and see, um, you know, this this leader role model really uh, just amazing qualities of, of courage and strength and, and authenticity was beautiful. And, I'm, yeah, I'm really uh, – I'm still really touched by that. I'm proud of it
1: yeah I think uh, I think what that showcases also, David, is that we must understand that people, if people react to something, it may be for a reason something that we're not aware of. you know, everybody in a workplace personally has their own associated problems, It may something that has not gone well before they've got to work. And we don't know about that so we just need to understand that a reaction from someone is not a personal thing on us and i think we need to look internally uh, and be happy with what makes us happy which will outwardly make others happy so don't take things personally uh, from someone just look internally for what how we feel about ourselves and uh, then be happy with that and if we do that, I think in part that's gonna say, well, okay, well, maybe if I'm not taking it personally, it's probably something that's happening with them uh, that we maybe can help with, right? So rather than being taking an affront or be insulted or thinking negatively about that person, we could say, well, in another moment, how are you doing? Is think think things good? just trying to subtly check on their well-being uh, and not (laughs) make it a personal thing on our well-being that probably doesn't make a lot of sense but uh, I think you know we we look outwardly about and worry about what other people are thinking and how they're treating us rather than inwardly about how we feel if we're happy then we can treat other people well uh, and not take things personally and react which is really key. I know I didn't deliver that very well, but hopefully it makes some
2: sense. No, it it did, and and I think this is really important because almost every single person I talk to um, has has suffered or struggled with this. You know, this idea uh, and this worry and the, the rumination about what does this person think of me. Um, and I've been there as well, right? And it's I think it's it's common. Um, I, I believe it's you know a product of our ego potentially trying to protect us in some way um, what what I've learned though is everyone's having these thoughts right so and it's it's like called the spotlight effect where you know you you walk into a room at an event um, and you're worried about what everyone's thinking of you, but more often than not everyone's thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> So, and, and think about when you think of, of someone, you know, you, you might only just think about them for a moment or two and then you start, then you go right back to, you know, you, you know, your worries or your stresses or your wins, your losses, whatever it is. Um, and there's this great quote, uh, I'm not sure who said it, it's, um, what you think of me is none of my business. And I, I love it uh, and it's helped me, uh, it's helped liberate me from um, any worries about uh, in, what other people think uh, a- along with that sort of spotlight effect um, philosophy where, you know, we're all <laughs> we're all thinking the same. So um, yeah. just focus well, I, on yourself.
1: Well, I think you're right. It's none of our business, but also it doesn't matter. As long as I'm living, being me, uh, that should be enough. And I guess to the point you made about you walk in the roof and the the room and everybody's feeling the same, you're quite right. So if we do not think about us and we give that smile that we would normally do, then it's probably going to ease 20 other people that see it and they're going to be relaxed and so it may have a multiplying effect uh, to ease and calm the room rather than being put inward or personal and thinking, oh, you know, I'm I'm worried about what everybody's thinking and what to say, so I'm just going to look nervous and worried, which then compounds the problem of the same thing that everybody else is thinking, as you said. And I think that is a real valuable comment that you made. So be yourself, be outward, and if people don't like it, that's not my business and it doesn't matter because I'm just being me and that me is enough if I'm thinking that way.
2: Yeah. And just what I would add to that as well, Jeff, is um, what has helped me and it is what I think you do really well from what you shared earlier is focusing on others, focusing on how you can serve others, right? Like when you say, how are you going to the barista who serves you coffee um, or, you know, you smile at a stranger as you pass them by on the streets, you know, you're, you're wrapped up in making someone else's day special, right? You're, you're focused on serving and that's where your attention and your energy is, is going and, and flowing. So there's no reason to get wrapped up in what other people think and your own ruminations when all you want to do is just be of service, right? Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I think that's helped me a lot in terms of dealing with social anxiety. Um, and having those worrisome thoughts, um, and I think yeah, uh, our listeners yeah, can learn a lot from your approach, Jeff, um, because uh, I think it's yeah really, um, yeah it's really noble.
1: Well, I think selfishly too, David, is that in return you get a great satisfaction of helping someone. So it's giving, but it's also taking. That person does say thank you. You just made my day. Gives you the greatest joy uh, to carry you through the day and into weeks and months and years ahead, knowing that you impacted someone. So it's the giving, but it's the taking and the getting back the um, uh, the happiness and joy that you get of doing that. And and that segues into social impact. Impact plays a big part in Linkmate, doesn't it? Um, how does social impact and mental health
2: intertwine? Mm. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome question. I um I believe in many ways that mental health is a social justice issue. You know, everyone has the right to uh to having good mental health and having access to supports which bolster and maintain good mental health, and if there are barriers, um, if there are challenges, costs that interfere with someone's ability to uphold their right to good mental health, then I think that becomes a social justice issue um, and it becomes a social impact. Uh, Opportunity, so uh, I think that's that's where the intersection is. Uh, It's 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 a it's a social um, issue, uh, I believe, and certainly um, impacts everyone on the planet because at some point in uh, in everyone's life, they will experience some. Uh, concern, some challenge that will impact their mental health, they will impact their social and emotional health. They you touched
1: not. on it um, earlier when you talked about the work that you do in, in the workplace, and it's a big part of why you won your award is the work that you do in the workplace, uh, and you do and you have collaborated with experts to implement in, initiatives to foster a psychologically safe environment at work, can you tell us a bit about uh, that impact?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, firstly, uh, I want to preface this by saying that I, I've, had, like, no, uh, I've had no, I've had no teaching, uh, education, certification in mental health. I, I only have my lived experience. So in order to put together these programs, in order to put together this research um, and to run workshops, I you know, could not have done it without our you know, amazing team. You know, We, we had a, an advisory board of um, people with the requisite qualifications in psychology and counselling. Um, I want to shout out Vinay Nair. He's one of the leading... Uh, One of the leaders in in the mental health field right now, Um, and I'm really blessed to have had him as our learning and development uh, advisor to really steer the direction of these initiatives to make sure that they're evidence-based and up to date. Um, And our entire uh, workshop uh, facilitation team, you know, comprised of, of of Talia. Nicole, Grace, uh, Adam, and Liv. So everyone has had their own lived experience, and they've you know also uh, done work in peer support, and they've they've had um, the the training and the education to to create impact. So being able to go into the workplace and run these workshops and, and help colleagues. Um, employers, employees alike, learn how to comfortably ask for help, um, confidently support their peers, and future-proof their mental health through healthy conversation. was was our our aim um, was always our intention, uh, and it 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 meant that I think there was a a data point. So over so over ninety four percent of our uh, workshop participants felt confident uh, or, or very confident reaching out for help after attending the workshop. Um, and I think a big part of that is due to the fact that we really um, normalised the conversation about mental health uh, and, and presented it in a way that made people feel like they could relate to it because ultimately, I think one of the most powerful things that um, anyone can do to help someone else feel comfortable opening up is just to relate to what they're going through. When you relate to someone, they feel like you get it. They feel less alone. Um, they feel more deeply connected to you, and they're likely to open up and to you know liberate their burden.
1: Yeah, so true you also do a lot of self empowerment coaching for young professionals and uh, budding founders and business owners
2: yes yeah that's right um you know as uh you know as we've talked about so far jeff just, i've just learned, i've learned so much um, on this journey with linkmate more so than i have in any degree in any job that i've ever been in, uh or that i've studied so uh, I feel, um, I don't know, I, I just feel called to to give uh, back because I know that there are a lot of, um, you know, young working professionals that um, struggle with self-confidence, that struggle with those, you know, worries about what other people think that we talked about, um, uh, you know, may not have healthy habits, Uh, In place to bolster their mental health, Um, because I I I know what it's like to go through that, and I know know how damaging it can be, especially when you have um, you know ambitions um, and and goals like starting a business, like like uh, making an impact in some way. And so what I'm doing at the moment is really working with these young professionals, budding founders, even yeah, early stage. Uh, entrepreneurs to help them develop mindfulness firstly, uh, which I really value, uh, strengthen their self-discipline, build their self-confidence in themselves, self-confidence in themselves <laughs> um, and and get a clear step-by-step plan and, and direction on launching their business and and, and uh, understanding what where to direct their energy to get, um, you know their the first clients, and to, to make an impact as well, uh, to change lives. You know, depending on on what business they're in.
1: And I will ask you in uh, a little while how people can get in touch with you should they want to uh, ha- share your story with their teams, their workplace. Um, but you've also started Transcendia Wellness. Uh workshops and retreats. Can you tell us about those?
2: Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, so Transcendia is uh, uh, the, the the pivot um, uh, of of Linkmate, um, based on uh, challenges in, in in resourcing, we've had to, um, to to pivot, and I'm quite excited by it because what we're doing is really tackling what uh constantine my my partner and i see as being the core challenges at work first is attention like we are living in a distraction epidemic right now um officially we have a less uh we have a shorter attention span than goldfish um which is eight seconds you're talking about me (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) everyone (laughs) not just you jeff um but but yeah, I mean it's it's a real issue, right? Like thanks to, to things like social media, it's it's only uh, made our distraction run even more rampant. And in the workplace, that leads to a huge cost, you know, continuous interruptions, distractions. Um actually, you know, not only leads to a loss of productivity, but it leads to a loss of flow in your work. Now, when you when you're in flow and you make progress, that leads to fulfillment. So people aren't feeling fulfilled. Distraction is a big part of that. What's more is well-being. In the same way that we addressed well-being in the workplace through LinkMate, the the challenges of stress, burnout um, are rife and they're on the rise as well. You know, um, I think working from home arrangements. Um, and trying to to make them work and, and opting for a flexible um, uh, arrangement and seeing how not as many people are in the office. Like, it just, it's really, it's really her well-being and, and thirdly, the culture as well, right? Like, uh, the culture that we uh, experienced and perhaps that you experienced um, for those listening before COVID is, is you know, potentially quite different, very different to to what you're experiencing now. Um, So what what we're doing at Transcendia is uh, running talks, workshops, uh, retreats designed to enhance concentration, firstly, to block out distraction through some evidence based practices and protocols to improve well-being through uh, a series of um, mindfulness, uh, techniques, strategies, uh, as well as peer support to bring together and unify tribes to be able to have the same experience that, you know, that senior partner um, created uh, by, by sharing his his journey um, with mental health so, so bravely. Because when teams can do that, like when people can actually share their personal challenges and, and share any concerns at work, without fear of being judged, without fear of, of being treated differently, that builds a, a, a whole new level of trust, which leads to collaboration, which leads to fun. Like work should be fun, I believe, in, um, in, in many ways since we spend so much of our time um, doing work. Uh, why not make it fun? And I think when you have great friendships and meaningful relationships at work, and you can trust each other and you can depend on each other uh, you operate from a, a really strong foundation uh, and that's what we're hoping to to achieve um, through Transcendia. We're running retreats at the moment um, and expanding into the workplace. So
1: any size business could um, could be involved in the workshops and retreats. Are there particular locations you go to for your retreats? are they set or do,
2: is that flexible? So it is flexible. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. We've run an urban retreat. Um, uh, we had our first one a couple of months ago here in Melbourne. We have our next one in beautiful uh, Bilgola, which is in the northern beaches of New South Wales. Um, and, uh, you know, as we grow, uh, we'll um, move to some uh, exotic uh, relaxing, rejuvenating locations overseas, no doubt, as well. Uh, and yes, it, it's you know it's open to to businesses of of any size um, that are you know willing and, and open to to um, you know improving their their productivity, their well being, and their culture.
1: I'll ask you again, while we're on the subject, where to. The- where do people get hold of you? What's the best? If they want to hold a workshop or a retreat, a retreat sounds amazing, uh, where would someone get
2: hold of you most easily? So my email address is, is a good uh, uh, a good place to start. So that's david at dmt.care, C-A-R-E. C-A-R-E. Um, so DMT are my uh, initials, David Michael Titell. The, the personal coaching um, uh, uh, service that I offer at the moment can be found at the DMT experience.com.au. And for those who are feeling um, uh, you know, interested or, or open to exploring what a, a workshop or a retreat might look like for their business, um, Transcendia uh, can be accessed at Transcendia.au.
1: Right. Well, hopefully you'll get lots of interest because it sounds amazing and really important, more more importantly, important. Just heading in a slightly different direction uh, for a moment, going back to the Seven Years Young Achiever Awards Gala presentation dinner, which was earlier this year and hosted by Mike Amor from Seven News, the weekend presenter. What was the key takeaway for you from the event? What inspired or what's the memory you have of the event?
2: The conversations with the other uh, nominees, finalists, winners, those really stood out to me because well, firstly, it made me feel um, less alone in my journey because this, this sort of journey of um, going out on your own and doing your own thing can be quite isolating. Um, it has been for me. So to have those conversations and to meet others who are um, yeah, trying their hand at, at building out um, a, a, a project or a venture or initiative, and creating impact with it was amazing you know it, it inspired me uh it, it you know as i said it made me feel less alone um and it, it sort of just opened a lot of doors for a collaboration in the future and 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 i got to learn about what drives people and 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 I think what, what stood out to me, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a cliche, but I, it's a cliche for a reason. Um, and it's something that every single person I spoke to shared, which was chasing your passion, right? I think everyone has something that they're really deeply interested in and in love with. Uh, an activity or a hobby or an interest or an idea, uh, but for whatever reason, they may not choose to pursue it. Um, That was me for a while. Uh, But hearing from the attendees at at the gala event and and seeing how they have pursued their passion and, you know, come alive whilst doing it was just, yeah, very reaffirming for the path that, that I'm on, very inspiring. Um, and, and energizing.
1: You hear that? I hear that a lot, actually, from people saying one of the key things, key takeaways, is to know that you're not alone in your journey. Any journey can be really tough. You're trying to create something, trying to achieve really important outcomes for for issues that are big and real and uh, you can feel isolated as you said and lonely in that journey because it's tough but to know there are others out there striving to achieve something special is uh, is really important and empowering so yeah that is something that I hear a lot so it is important and it must have been great validation for your work too to have to be acknowledged in that way
2: absolutely yeah, yeah. look um recognition is always. Um, really special, uh, for sure. Um, and, yeah, I, I think those those conversations are, are valuable. And thanks for, you know, just um, acknowledging that, Jeff, because, you know, you were saying before you've been doing, um, you know, running these awards for, for 35 years. Um, and that's um, that's a journey in and of itself. Uh, and I, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if you're open to sharing as well, like, what, what sort of, what would you say inspired you to, to take the leap uh, and what's sort of kept you going for um, this 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 length of time as well?
1: Yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, right back at me. Uh, well, I think that initially I've always been passionate about making a difference and trying to help people right from a young age. Um, i remember i was nearly 21 i was in kmart in uh, adelaide in our local area it was close to christmas i had to buy a present no the pain so i'm running around looking for this present worrying about the worries of the world that uh, are on my shoulders which were quite small in in the scheme of things when you think back but uh, i was at the at the check checkout and the line was quite long, and, you know, we all get frustrated. First of all, problems of having to wait 10 minutes in a line, and uh, a defining moment of my life, this particular checkout person, a young gal, I don't remember particularly how old, but young, uh, looked like she had the worries of the world, and this person in front of me was complaining about how long they had to wait and nothing was right and this particular product was no good and look the you know, the cover is damaged and they wanted a discount and blah blah blah. The uh, again, first world problems, and this particular young lady was looking very stressed and emotionally uh drained. And when I she came to me, um she looked like she was ready to crack. So uh I don't exactly remember the conversation, but I just stopped and I thought, you know what, my problems are zero. So I just said to her, you handled that so beautifully, you have a great smile and, you know, your custom service is exceptional. And, um, yeah, she had a little tear and said, thank you so much. Uh, I was just, and, you know, we just spoke for a moment because the other people were queuing. But at that moment I thought uh, my life has to be about helping people and I, at that moment, decided that I was going to try to, pay five compliments every day of my life, find five people to say something positive to, nice to, whatever it was. Um, So, yeah, it's something that I have daily from there. And uh, at nearly 21, as you can imagine, it was a very long time ago. But I've tried to live by that philosophy of uh, trying to pay five compliments every day. And I do try that every single day. To, uh, to be positive and to help people in that way. So that took me on on a journey. Uh, um, seeing this particular job advertised, I thought, ah, this is it. This is going to be something that I can really contribute on a bigger way. So, yeah, 35 years later, here I am, still inspired to make a difference. So I was in a judging process, and we talked off a uh, fair a little while ago, yesterday, and I still love getting around the country and hearing the stories of people making a difference, organisations, individuals through the Young Achiever Awards. So yeah, that um, I guess it helps me to keep going, knowing that there are so many good stories, because you do get a little bit um, worn by all the negativity in the world and the people, who are, the small amount of people who are doing not so good at things but there are so many doing great that uh, being constantly reminded by that is really important
2: jeff thank you for sharing mate that that really means a lot uh especially you know hearing that that what sounds like was a huge breakthrough in that moment when you um comforted uh the the, the woman at the the checkout and that's uh, i just think it was such a yeah really profound and selfless way to to uh, you know to lead your life um, to lead yourself and to to help others uh, making that your mission every day is is inspiring I love that Um, I
1: I can't know how that impacted her at that time but I know it impacted me so that's where the selfishness comes in you know the giving but also the taking I get reward from helping others that makes me feel king of the mountain for a period of time and I think that's really critical for me. That's the inward making me happy makes others happy.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 you know you're you're right, there is a lot of negativity um in the world. And I think there are certain, you know, I mean news um, uh, news cycles uh, can can propagate a lot of that negativity. But the way I look at it, like these achievement um, awards that you've cultivated is basically like a uh, a news station that only shares good news. <laughs> that only shares really, you know, positive, uh, uplifting, empowering news, um, and then elevating those stories. So I think, um, yeah, I think what you're doing is really amazing. I'm grateful yeah. to be a, to be a part of it.
1: And we we partner with seven and seven news and you know they have to tell stories that people want to hear and they're not always positive uh but at the same time uh to all our listeners don't diss them because they are making a difference as well they see the value of telling the good stories and they have partnered with us they're giving us a lot of air time a lot of promotional opportunity to reach people uh, because they do see that community Uh, impact is critical so they are making the difference that uh, we're able to achieve through the awards which we're extremely grateful for and uh, nominations actually are currently open for the 7 years Young Achiever Awards around the country and uh, why do you think it's important to nominate someone, David? Um, It it
2: could be the thing that it could it could be one simple act which gives them a boost of confidence to pursue their passion and completely change their life for the better yeah. uh, for me it was applying to that pitch competition um which helped us secure funding and that gave me the confidence to know that you know um there is something there is something here uh and it's something that's worth pursuing, and people believe in it. Especially since a lot of people might not believe in them in themselves. Um, by nominating someone else, you're not only um, showing that you, you believe in them, which I think is really important. Um, but yeah, you're also giving them the opportunity to uh, to um, yeah have have a platform to, to showcase the amazing work that they're doing and to, to get a boost that they might need um, from the recognition um, uh, to, to build their own um, momentum moving forward and, and ultimately learn that they can build their own self-confidence from within. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with and I certainly did as well. Um, When I got started, I think getting some accomplishments under my belt really helped me generate that sense of self-worth and self-confidence. So um, just knowing that you can always tap into that is important, but nomination can go a really long way as well.
1: Yeah, thank you. And if anybody wants to find out how to nominate someone or more about uh, the nomination categories, head to awardsaustralia.com. A-W-A-A-R-D-S, awardsaustralia.com. Look at the uh, Young Achiever Awards page and and your state will show you what categories are open. And if you want to know more, you can also email me at jeff, G-E-O-F-F-G-E-O-F-F at awardsaustralia.com. I'll be happy to help. And if you'd like to know about award category sponsorship opportunities, there might be a business you know or your business would be interested. Also, drop me a line at jeff.awardsaustralia.com. Now, David, what's something that we might not know about you? It could be a fun fact, a funny fact, or um, something more serious. What's something that we might know? It's putting you on the spot, I know, but what's something we, we might not know about, David, that would um, would be of interest to us?
2: Yeah, look, I um I was gonna keep this under wraps. Um, but I think uh, I think this is a really good opportunity to vocalize this vision that I have. Um uh, because now when I do so, you know, then everyone can hold me accountable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen and,
1: carefully, everyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so most people know that I'm a huge a uh, fan and lover of Shrek. Um, the, um, uh, you know, not, not only the, the very entertaining, um, franchise, uh, and, and series of movies, but just the, the lovable character himself, Shrek. I think he, um, embodies a lot of really noble qualities of, of strength and courage, honor, um, uh, you know, respect and, and love. Um, and for uh for one of my for my 30th um my vision is to organize a um uh an experience at shrek's swamp uh shrek swamp is currently uh available to uh rent out as an uh, airbnb in scotland uh it's a real thing you can look into it um Feel free to email me, and I can provide you with more details. But uh, I tossed it around, and um, as an idea, and I just, you know, like like Linkmate when I told people about it, I was like, okay, now I've got to make this thing a reality. So I'm telling you all because I want to make this a reality. Um, and you know, uh, I'd love to see you there. Email me um, with um, uh, any suggestions that you have for how we can make it even more shrek-tastic um and you know I'll, i'm looking forward to making this uh this thing happen
1: are <laughs> so you going to take people on a journey to shrek swamp
2: was it yeah so the the, the swamp where shrek lives it, it yeah. actually has the um the, the cottage laid out as it is in all the movies um you've seen Shrek, haven't jeff
1: yeah well yes of course it hasn't
2: yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah, so so yeah, it's got the same layout um and uh it, it's it's going to be fun, it's going to be memorable. Yeah. What do you love amazing. most about sure?
1: Sounds amazing. So Scotland uh <laughs> is the next journey for David's 5th uh, 50th 30th. <laughs> um you don't want to make you any older than you need to be. Uh so the 30th, so anybody interested tell your friends. Sounds like something to look forward to, David will give you all the detail. You can work together on making it bigger than Ben hur I love that. Yeah, thank you. We'll need the support. Great. Sounds awesome.
2: What's next for, for David? Great question. Uh, what's next is continuing to coach and mentor, uh, you know, really driven ambitious uh, people who um, you know have their own uh, vision uh, it could be, could be a, 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 a an event like the Shrek experience it could be a business that creates impact um and so I, I what is next for me is helping them make their their vision a reality um helping them build their their belief in themselves um and, and their mindset and, their, uh, and, and a plan to make it happen um, and continuing to grow uh, Transcendia to be able to create more meaningful experiences, bring teams together, um, deepen connection in the workplace, normalise the conversation around mental health um, and help people thrive, especially during a time when, you know, it's been difficult to do so.
1: So, do you have any other words of wisdom, for our listeners?
2: Words of wisdom. what I would what what has served me in my journey is understanding and and believing now that we are ultimately just a product of the stories that we tell ourselves. And you know we we have a a, a villain and we have a hero, you know? In our, in our head, it depends what voice we want to listen to. Do we want to listen to the villain, to the inner critic? Do we want to listen to the coach that is empowering and inspiring us and and really encouraging us to, to work towards our goals uh, and to believe in ourselves? For a long time, uh, you know, I listened to the stories that other people told about me um, and, you know, they, they were hurtful and, you um, I believe those stories to be true. And what I learned is that when you believe a story to be true, you start acting as though it is, and that becomes your reality. So be very specific and conscious of what stories you tell yourselves and make them meaningful, positive, uplifting, empowering. and Watch what happens Um, because, for me, it it really uh, changed my life for the better.
1: Yeah, wise words. If anybody would like to get involved in the Shrek experience, Transcendia, (laughs) have David talk at their workplace uh, or um, whatever it may be, please, please contact David. And what are those contact details again, David?
2: Uh, Yes, Thank you, Jeff. So, my email address is david at dmt.care, spelled C A R E. Uh, you can learn more about my uh, coaching and uh, speaking uh, services at the dot au, and more about the workplace um, wellness. Uh, offerings, retreats that we're running at Transcendia at Transcendia.au. Fantastic.
1: So much value, so much to learn. Please contact David. He's awesome and uh, a real superhero. David, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. You are a true inspiration and a powerhouse and uh, very worthy of people Getting in their workplace or going on a retreat and sharing some time with David, uh, you will be so pleased that you do. Thanks, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the experience as well.
2: I've loved it, Jeff, and um, I really want to honour and thank you for sharing more about your own journey as well. Um, you know, this is the first time we're meeting. Um, so to to get the opportunity to learn more about what has inspired you to to build this amazing um, uh, initiative that 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 elevates uh, people like me um, with the support of seven news and and you know making and spreading um really uplifting news you know that's that's really um something that I'm just grateful for uh, honored to be a part of um and yeah hopefully we can, Have a hit of tennis and a coffee soon as well.
1: Mate, sounds like a plan. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) I can't promise that the tennis will be of high standard, but uh, the coffee will be great. (laughs) I love that. I'll meet you halfway. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. I I hope everybody else has enjoyed listening to David's story as much as I have. And until next week, everyone, please remember, be kind because together we make a difference. Thanks, David. Thanks, Jeff. Take care, mate, and keep in touch, Aim. Absolutely. Yeah. And then right, we'll let you life. know when this is going to, uh, and she did mention that you wanted um, to, you know, to just have some control of when that went to air. So we'll do that. And so, but Annette will stay in touch with regard to that when it's actually ready to go live. But And then you can chat to her about when you uh, feel that
2: that would be appropriate uh, I really appreciate you both yeah thank you Annette um yeah thank you Jeff yeah no, not Annette's only and that's not she's there
1: online at the minute but um, uh right it's on her, her her um
0: uh
1: what's the word her um her zoom um account so what I was looking for sorry right
2: so yeah but I'll pass on on your thanks to her. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for extending my gratitude and and just for being such a, a wonderful host. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it it can be difficult uh, in in some cases, but you seem like a, a natural, and I really appreciated the questions that you asked, and also just being open to to sharing um, and uh, answering my questions too. Um, uh, and you know, that may have been slightly different. So I just appreciate you doing that. And
1: I think I've um, shared more about myself in this particular uh chat than in all of the other hundred and fifteen put together so far. So uh,
2: well that's great. People need to hear about the man behind uh you know Awards Australia just as much as those who are winning the awards, I think, mate. Like what you're doing is really um really special. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's a, it's a really beautiful story. Thank you. My pleasure.
1: Um, very passionate about what we do because it does make a difference. And uh, talking with people like yourself inspires me and helps me to continue the journey. So, as I and and we are a family business, and uh, our son, Annette's my wife, and um, uh, Josh is uh, the general manager. So, he's the future of the, the company. He's uh, takes after his. Mum and his dad. He's a very passionate and a uh, real people person. So um, he'll certainly into the future lead the way and hopefully continue continue the journey and continue
2: our passion. Um, I, I love Josh. Yeah, yeah I, I met him at the awards. He helped um, with just coordinating the tables and, and all of that at the front, um, and we had a chat and it's yeah it's such a lovely approachable guy knows how to grow an absolutely wicked mustache <laughs> um which i'm jealous of silently um but yeah just just a wonderful man uh, a wonderful human to to continue this this legacy of yours
1: yeah we have uh, two boys Josh and Reese, both uh working in the business and yeah so it's a real family we do, we have 10 staff but uh, they are uh, really important contributors and continuers of our work. So exciting future, hopefully. If we can get through these couple of years of hardship, then, um, yeah, hopefully we can power on well into the future.
2: Yeah. No, I've yeah, the lots of faith in you all um, and yeah, sending in lots of, um, you know, strength and and support during the time because yeah, as as I've shared, yeah, it can be difficult when you're sort of teetering uh, uh on the edge and just trying to keep the lights on so I can relate and
1: yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sure you can it's not it's not an easy journey, but um sometimes you have to make the right decisions and I'm sure you have made the right decision uh for yourself as well as uh, for everyone else and sounds like your new journey will be amazing.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for your time as well. Uh, I know know we uh, went over for what we accounted for, so just thanks for being gracious with your time. Pleasure.
1: You take care, mate, and uh, keep in touch as I reach out if you need anything, if we can help, we certainly do our best.
0: Thank you. You as well.
1: Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, mate. Take care.
0: The Inspirational Australians podcast is brought to you by Awards Australia. We recognise, celebrate and share the stories of inspirational Australians through our awards programs across the country. To find out more, to nominate an inspirational Australian in your life, or to partner with our awards, visit awardsaustralia.com. If you enjoyed today's story, we'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and review to make sure you don't miss an episode and to help our guests reach more people with their inspirational stories.